What's up, Cloud Gamers? Welcome to CGX Cast episode 40. We have so much to talk about, y'all. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be a good show. But we have members of the Waypoint podcast as our guests today in today's episode. So glad to have them. We'll come to them in the introduction phase and just check in with them, see what they're doing, see what they're playing. But yeah, um, so let's just get to this, right? Amazon Luna, more games come to the platform this week with Wonderful 101 and some Assassin's Creed. So we'll get into that. Google Stadia gave us a pretty dope game for pro members, which was Star Wars uh, Fallen Jedi. Probably saying that name wrong. Always butchered the name of that game. <laughs> so many words. But, yeah, <laughs> it is so crazy, right? And then we got to Resident Evil 8, which a lot of people seem to be having a great time playing on Google Stadia. GFUS now, as you guys know, gave us a roadmap for May, giving us 61 games coming to the platform for May. And we got 16 that was released for this week, which was absolutely insane. And then we got some xCloud news with some games coming. And man, Shadow. <laughs> we'll talk more about Shadow PC, man. I don't know what the heck is going on there, but we'll update you guys with that here too. So let's get right into this, man. Introduce the panel. Again, I uh, want to give a shout-out to GTP40. I know it's last week, but I wasn't here, so I just want to do it in person. So we'll start with you, GTP. Happy 40th, and let people know what you've been playing, what platform. I knew you wouldn't let me get away with it. Since <laughs> <it wasn't here. laughs> um, so before Resident Evil came out, I was playing a lot of Second Extinction. And uh, that was a lot on xCloud and on the Xbox. And uh, with Resident Evil, it's pretty much just been that. Like I, I think I said in the Discord, I'm so burned out on the first two hours of Resident Evil because I've gone through it eight <laughs> times already and I have three more times to go. Crazy, uh, right? So, yeah, uh, I'll be glad to not have to do that anymore. And uh, Hood, uh, Outlaws and Legends, I've been playing Ooh. on GeForce now. And, yeah, as I'm getting I'm used to the that. maps and the characters, mm-hmm. I'm starting to have a lot of fun with that game. Yeah. So tell me about it. Like, I played it for a little bit. It kind of has like an Assassin's Creed feel to it, but it, so how was it? How is Hood? Yeah, that's the first thing I thought of the way you like uh, climb up, execute people, uh, you know, hide in the bushes, things like that. It's very Assassin's Creed like in the movement and in the play. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, though, it's straight PvP, 4v4, um, trying to get a key, open a vault take the chest, um, escort them with the chest to where you're going to get rid of it, and then you've got to kind of crank it out. You've got to stay on the crank while your people watch your back. It's much easier with a group. Some yeah. of the pug groups I was in was a little tough, but um, it was still, though, it's been a lot of fun. Okay, cool, cool. Have you actually played against people? Oh, yeah. Are they good? Uh, people are learning quickly, with, okay. you know, as am I. So my last couple of matches were pretty good and nice. had quite a few wins, and, yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice. cool concept. Yeah, and I could see them adding more modes and uh, growing and considering the game's like 30 bucks. Uh, it's it's pretty much a steal. Yeah. Cool, man. Can't wait to get back into it. I, to be honest, fell asleep playing it because it was late, um, but I, I had a good time. I just was too tired to enjoy it. But yeah, we'll get back into that. Um, but Hell Monkey, let's get to you, sir. How have you been and what have you been doing? What have you been playing? Yeah, I've been grand. I am glad to not be hosting this week, so my anxiety levels are <laughs> on an even par. Good. Um, but 
Yeah. yeah, no, if anyone follows me on his socials or chats in the Discord, you know, I've been playing a lot of Naya Replicant this week, and um, I absolutely love it. I think it's just a top draw game. You know, it was it was really good when it first came out, um, but this uh, remake and remaster they've done is it's a hundred times better. They've took like this generation and just upgraded everything, and um, yeah, I'm absolutely loving it. I've not played anything else this week other than a couple of uh, showcase videos. In fact, no, Pain. That's a free game on Epic this week. Dude, that game is really that. cool. Yeah, absolutely loved it. But Naya Replicants just dropped me right back <laughs> in just now. Yeah, man, you've been playing some really good games, and you're playing now with um, Max Maximum Seven. Oh right? no, no, um, Boosteroid. Boosteroid on the browser, and it's it's really good, oh, real high yeah. detail, 1080. It's uh, yeah. I was really impressed. They've improved so much, by the way, because I tried them when they first came around, yeah. and it was really poor, yeah. really really poor. Um, but they've made some good strides, and they're always adding yeah. adding to it, and it's getting better as the days go on. True. By the way, shout outs to Boosteroid. Some people sleep on. I mean, you know, realistically, it's not the most like reliable and safe but they get some pretty good games on that platform and i feel like it's a good alternative right if the game is not available and jeef is now stadia check boosteroid because it might be there um but yeah yeah the biggest problem i think is they don't offer a free trial you have to yeah. pay up front before you get it yeah. but for me right now i would recommend it um, just cool. because of my experiences i would right. recommend giving it a try Right. And again, shout outs for hosting last week, man. You did good. Really appreciate that for sure. I uh, Duncan, sir, how are you, man? What you been up to? What you been playing? What platform? I've been doing my usual jumping between everything. Uh Pell Monkey really appreciated my hood play along last night, as I can see in the <laughs> 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 the, the chat i've been playing a bit of pine as well i'm enjoying that uh i have a video coming up in time where i'm not sarky the whole way through it but i absolutely love the game and yeah. it's real real fun i've just came off a couple of our sessions of cfes are absolutely loads of fun i i haven't still have the scooby-doo when i'm doing CFEs, but i'm just sitting there sailing away and getting my treasure and getting murdered uh which i seem to have a habit off just getting killed yeah. all the time but I, I, it's been a great week for gaming for me I've, I've really enjoyed myself it's i've had a complete another fairy thing and i want to shout out something which isn't actually cloud related at this moment in time is the up the fps boost on the series x is just truly astounding with the amount of games they have dropped this week um, yeah. that's gonna that's gonna pay dividends for the cloud months down the line but Assassin's Creed in that, absolutely brilliant. It's like a new game. Yeah. So tell me, uh, you said it's going to pay dividends to the cloud. Do you see the FP- FPS boost coming to xCloud eventually? Yep. That's going to happen when we get the Series X played in, and then you can play all your older games. I think that I think that's one of the reasons why they're doing the FPS boost, because as we know, 30 FPS games in the cloud. It's bad. Uh, it's really bad, yes. So I think that's one of the reasons why they're doing the FPS boost. Okay, cool, cool. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, let's. Uh, I'm, I always save the the best for last, and that's the guest. Uh, so we'll get to JD and Rick Tone here in a bit. But Gamer TV, you there? 
Yeah, what's up, man? I'm here. Cool, cool. awesome. Good to have you, man. Good to have you. Yes, I'm telling you. (laughs) So let the people know what you've been playing, what platform you've been using, and just, yeah, Yeah. how how Um, you've been. You know what? Honestly, I haven't played a whole lot this week. I've been finishing up a few um, coding projects and a couple of games with contractors, but uh, I jumped into Resident Evil 8 and, you know, ran that across the board, console, cloud, and yeah, I'm thinking about refunding it, you know, for Stadia and and sticking with um, local. It's just an entirely different experience for me. But um, okay. that's about it, man. Looking looking forward to getting into Hood, like uh, Duncan mentioned. That that seems to be a fun time. Yeah. Interest. Yeah. We'll get mm-hmm. to Resident Evil and stating, uh, just get y'all's take on here. But so let's introduce the guest for this show. Again, we have JD and Rick Tone from yeah. Waypoint Podcast. So let's start with JD, sir. How are you? Let people know who you are, what you do, and what game you've been playing, also what platform you've been using to play those games on. All right. Hey, thank you for having me here. And, uh, yeah, I'm JD3MXP. If you guys don't know, uh, I'm on the Waypoint Gaming Podcast with Rick Tone. I'm also on the Stadia Bash Community Network. You can catch me streaming uh, Friday Night Fights there. And we're going to have a Mortal Kombat 11 tournament May 21st. $50 Google Play gift card for the winner of the tournament. And you can also catch me on Cloud Station TV with Dr. Spaceman and Stadia Vet Gaming and Ray, uh, where we go over PS Now and uh, PlayStation games. So, yeah, that's uh, who I am and what I do. I'm just a gamer. <laughs> Love this the game up. and talk about games, man. This uh, as far as what I've been playing uh, this week or this past week is uh, Returnal on PS5. Ooh. Uh it reminds me i've been saying this uh it's like metroid prime or metroid super metroid and uh meets demon souls put awesome that's that's what returnal is like uh with the atmosphere um and just uh just how you know you can die and return and, and how the gameplay and story is evolved with that it's uh it's just real nice and it's like a, a bullet shooter like a doom so if you enjoy any three of those games, yeah, you have a PlayStation 5, check those out. Check that game out. Nice. And that's exclusive, right, to yeah. PlayStation for now, right? Yep, yep. Cool. So there you go. People are like, oh, Sony don't have any exclusives coming out for the PlayStation. There you go. You got a pretty good one with Returnal, for sure. Cool, cool. All right, so, yeah, Rick Tone, sir. Let the people know. Yeah, it's good to have Man. you, my guy. Thanks for the invite. Uh, I always sure. watch this show, so it's always it's it's crazy to be on it. <laughs> to be on the show, I always watch. It's just cool, man, to be with all these esteemed guests. But yeah, man, just me. I'm just a guy that just likes video games, likes movies, tech, just pretty much a bunch of guy stuff. <laughs> like that's my <laughs> channel, but it's it's really consumer related. So it's kind of stuff I use honestly. There's nothing that I have an obligation to use. So, I mean, so when they see me do Stadia stuff, it's just games I play. So I used to do like um, just whatever games come for the month and showcase. But I'm like, I just I'm now I'm catering to just um, stuff that I use, honestly. So Mm. um, so right now I've been playing um, Outriders, but I've been playing it on the Series X because all the all the issues. Mm. And I I just know that they're they're not going to do well with that. I just that's a whole nother thing. you know, I think Stadia, if you get a contract, it's up to you to make it the best experience. But 
for your customers, but that's a whole nother thing. But um, so yeah, I've just been playing it on there. So I'm kind of console agnostic. I don't really, it doesn't really matter where where it is. So I'm just playing it there right now. But um, but Stadia wise, I've been playing um, Jedi Fallen Order. Not because of pro, I bought it already. But I've just been going through the game. I already beat it, but I've been playing it on different um, levels. It's just been good. Just I put it on the uh, iPhone 12 Pro Max. Nice. Um, I yeah. So it's, it work. It works really great on there. Uh, my brother honestly told me about it, and I was like, let me try it on there because I had a Pixel 4 XL, but I, I just went through an iPhone because um you know Pixel the Pixel f- uh, 5 was like mid tier. They were yeah. mid tier. <laughs> so I'm waiting if they come yeah. back, bro. Uh, they come back to a premium level, but yeah, yeah, that's pretty much me right there, man. Welcome, chat. Yeah, uh, I see some folks I know. Terry, <laughs> what's up? It's good to have you guys on here, man. Uh, this is gonna be a fun one for sure. All right, yo, let's get into the news. We're gonna start off with Luna. Um, not a lot happening here, but again, they give us a roadmap last week. Well, let's talk about the game that was released this week with the wonderful 101. Uh, anyone here play it? By the way, if you guys didn't know, this is a platinum game, meaning this game comes from people who made games like Bayonetta, right? Which is a highly respected franchise. Um, but yeah, so this game is currently on Luna right now if you have Luna Plus uh, subscription. So yeah, just going to open this up. Open with Duncan first. Uh, what's your take on Wonderful 101 coming to Luna? Did you... I know you guys still don't have it there yet. But uh, what's your take? Do you, do you feel like this is a good get for the platform? Yep, it's a, it's a traditional Luna game, as I'm going to call it. It is a game with a follower. It's a cult game. It had a, people may have not played it. A hidden gem. It's being well curated. Uh, excited to, to actually play it when... In a, eventually comes over here and just seems to be more and more signs of life that Luna's going to be expanding outside the US. So hopefully we will see it soon. And But wonderful one one people played it on the way uh, and then had, and that's been put onto the Switch as well as far as I know. So pretty, pretty good. And it has got good reviews, platinum game as was said. So Again, I think it's a good pickup. Do you want me to touch on Assassin's Creed, or we're going to come back to Assassin's yeah, Creed? Yeah, no, uh, cover it while you add it. Uh, just add into the uh, just add into the uh, backlog. There are Ubisoft games. This is a two D sort of Assassin's Creed game, so it's a, sl- a smaller scale sort of one. They're not bad. They're not. I wouldn't say they're great games, but they're just they're 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 not bad. They're just the mix of up a wee bit. Yeah, so again, this was like a sneak release in us. Uh, they highlighted Wonderful 101 on their Twitter and hardly talked about Assassin's Creed India releasing, but it's here for Luna as well. So, cool, cool. All right, let's get to JTP. Uh, Jerry, what's your take on these games? You have uh, did a video on Wonderful 101, so what's your take on it? Did you enjoy your experience? Yeah, I I played Wonderful 101 back when it was a Wii U exclusive, I believe, is uh, how it came out. And Platinum Games is always good. So I knew I was going to like the game going in, and uh, it played great. I hadn't checked out the remaster, so it was great to see that on there. And um, when I went to go play it, I saw Assassin's Creed Chronicles India on there, and I was like, they didn't didn't mention that. Like, we had no idea that was coming, so it was one of those little stealth drops. But Luna's good at that. They'll just kind of throw a game on there, 
in between some other games and never say anything. <laughs> it's just kind of <laughs> hanging out there. Um, but I, Luna has grown on me more and more the longer it's out. And I think for you, Ace, as well, I've seen your comments and attitude yeah. toward Luna also shift as you're seeing what they're up to. Mm-hmm. And that just shows, um, you know, they're picking good games. The The money you spend to play these right now, it's five ninety nine a month. It's just getting better and better. And this month has a lot of good games coming out. So, yeah, I'm really happy to see where Luna's headed, especially for being in beta. To me, it's it's really starting to shape up to to be a real cloud gaming service, just ready for more channels and, and expansion so more people can try it. True, true. So something that if for some reason I never thought of this, but just hit me sometime this week about Luna's just chilling in beta. Actually, I'll get to that after I check in with you guys, but... There's something I want to say, so if I forget, remind me. But let's check in with Rick Tone. What's your take on this? Have, have you tried Luna? Have you? What's your take on Wonderful One Hundred One and Assassin's Creed? And- yeah, I, I was pretty early. I got the invite like super early. Um, Luna. I was trying it. I didn't get the um, peripherals, so I was trying it on the browser. It was mixed reviews. I played Control. It worked. Like it worked. But um, when it stutters, like, I mean, it's cloud gaming. If there's any stuttering, I don't mind, like, maybe if it works 90%. But just when it stuttered, it was like an old CD player. If y'all remember those back in the day. <laughs> yeah. it, was like, it was like that. It was like an old CD. It was like an old CD player. So I was like, I don't I don't know. But um, but one-on-one looks really cool. I was just checking it out. I was like, yo, this thing is dope. I was like, yeah. I like that. I, rem- I remember the commercial. It had a commercial and everything. I mean, the guy looks cool. Something like this I would play. Like, cloud gaming for me has become, like, my mobile. Like, I don't – I had ideas maybe getting the Switch, but I'm like, when you have a phone, like a, a big-size phone, just get, like, the – um, what is it, the, those peripherals that you make it look like the Switch, and you're good. Yeah. It's yeah. almost better, to be honest. So, yeah. yeah, that they're taking money away from Nintendo, man, for me, because I was like, I could buy a Switch, but I'm like, yeah, nah. But this is perfect for me. It's right up my alley for mobile. That's awesome. Game, yeah, my my gripe with the Switch is I feel like their games are kind of watered down, right? Especially like the third part party games. If you're not playing um like a Nintendo exclusive games, right? Like Doom, this Doom Eternal on Switch. I rather play that, you know, on my smartphone with a controller, uh on Stadia than on, on the Switch, just being real. Yeah. Right. So Cool, cool. How about you, JD? What's your take on, on this? Have you tried uh, Luna? And, uh, what's your take on Wonderful 101 coming to the uh, park? Yeah, I tried Luna out uh, for a little bit. I let my subscription uh, lapse over, but um, because I just had too many subscriptions <laughs> going on at, <laughs> right, at the right. time. But uh, I did try the service. I did like what I see. I'm just not a fan of the subscription model that they have going on. Uh, but Because I, I like to purchase the games, even though you don't technically on them I like, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like how stadia does it but uh wonderful one 101 um i was never interested in the game but it's glad that they got a game like that on on the service because uh like you said picking the right games picking uh different types of games or or even just making people say oh yeah that was on the nintendo it's on luna let me go check that out yeah. So, so it's 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 a good little uh publicity for them. Yeah. True. Cool one. Gaming TV, let's get to you. What's your take on um Luna and just wonderful one on one coming to the platform? 
thought it was a great get. I mean, it's um, the the game was great back in 2013, and the remastered version just improved visuals, frame rates bumped up a bit, and for the cloud, it's it's the perfect uh, display of what cloud gaming is right now for Luna. Mm-hmm. Luna Luna's full of these type of games, and you know they're they're being really smart about how they're you know rolling things out. Um, I think at some point we'll begin to see more AAAs, but for now, this is this is good for the lane they're choosing to um, trouble down. So it's pretty. I think it was great. True, good, good, good to hear your take on that for sure. Monkey, let's get to. I know you haven't experienced it yet, but what's your take on Luna just getting a title like this on the platform? No, look, listen. Um... Getting a platinum game as part of your subscription, I think, is a great get. We know they make fantastic games. And uh, as everyone has already alluded to, you know, that was quite a big game. When it came out, they made a big deal about it. It had its own advent, etc. Um, and then, you know, adding the Assassin's Creed Chronicle games, I think they're great to fill up the library. Um, I actually like the 2.5D Assassin's Creed games more than I like the, the bigger AAA ones. Um, but that's just, really, yeah, that's just my style of game, and though I like that, I like that sort of style. And when you don't have a lot of time and you you can't put in like 40 hours a week on games, like what you have to do with Assassin's Creed, etc., to get anywhere in them, yeah, um, I prefer the smaller, the smaller ones like that. So, yeah, listen, two, two, two brilliant games. Um, the early access request is open to everyone now, it seems. Um, so I'm just I'm waiting on that drop and then I'm gonna jump in and check it out for sure. Yeah, cool, cool. So me personally, I think this is a great get for Google Stadium, uh, Google Stadium for Amazon mm-hmm. Luna, and you know, like with their lineup for me, you see more um, <clears throat> Japanese games coming to the platform. So I'm just looking at, <clears throat> sorry, I'll share my screen with you guys. I'm looking at their catalog of games and. I don't know if y'all have seen the theme here, man. When it comes to the games coming out for Luna, you've seen a lot of Japanese games. You've seen Sega in here. You've seen uh, Konami in here. Um, you've seen Platinum games on here. And I think Amazon's doing something right with the, the catalog of games they bring into this platform. I think it's a matter of time before we see Capcom. Oh, we do have Resident Evil 7. What the heck am I talking about again? Shout yeah. out to to them and the game selection. Go ahead, Duncan. I was just gonna say they've got a they've got someone out there in Japan. As far as I know, they've got they've got a presence out there already uh, with um, Amazon Games uh, under that umbrella. Um, again, I I think people are underestimating how much Amazon are actually backing gaming because if you go and have a look at all their jobs going, there is an absolute ton of them and as we alluded to about a month or two ago they're hiring not one not two but three different roles for community sort of manager over here in europe and they're looking for one in the uk one in france and a general european one as well so they are definitely taking this a hundred percent serious yeah i like that for sure so let me uh, talk about something, and I'm going to open this up to the panel to see what y'all's take is on this. So shout-outs to Brian from the Nerf Report. He did an awesome video on Amazon Loon. If you guys haven't checked it out, go check it out. Um, but one of the points he made, I think it was his fourth point, he was saying um, something that can help Amazon Luna is 
put in it as a prime membership subscription. And that just blew my mind. I mean, I, I should have thought about this, but I didn't. So Prime is in that 130 million oh, subscribers, wow. right? Yeah. And you see the advantage that xCloud has, right? They boast the numbers. I believe it's over 20 plus members right now. And so that's attractive, right, for de- developers because they're like, yo, my game can hit 20 million plus people. Right. Imagine if like Luna comes in and flex those 136 million, you know, prime members, right? They'll be so attractive to devs want to port the games onto Luna because again, they can reach that many people. So I just want to open this up to you, uh, to the panel. What are your thoughts about that combining Luna to prime? And do you think that would make a big difference for Luna when that happens. Uh, so open up to Duncan, go ahead. I just want to do this first. It's already confirmed it's going to be happening in some stage. It's already, it? yeah, it's already in their thought process so that if that helps anybody else before they start. But yeah, it is there that when they launched back uh, last year, it was one of the first questions someone they were asked and yeah, and they are going to implement client prime into Luna in some form. I personally think it'll be like a, maybe a Luna Plus night or something along them lines rather than getting full Luna Plus. But I think it's they are it's already there. It's just how they're going to implement it. How big of a move would that be though? Yeah we'll see like what Duncan said there if they give like a late version. You know let let the hundred odd million customers try it out. They like it. They subscribe to the full version, don't they? They just have got that sitting at the doorstep, oh, and they would, it would be absolutely ridiculous if they didn't, if they didn't, you know, implement that in some way. Um, yeah, they're they're sleeping on, you know, a lot of potential customers, and I think that's why we see the types of games that we see coming. There's a huge variety that are appealing to a mass market, and um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens when they do do this. Yeah, right. I got I got a um thing to say about that. Um, I don't I I don't think it's gonna be anytime soon to be honest. Because the thing is with um if you introduce something like that and Prime members expect that they can't just pull Luna one day. I think they I think they want to establish it. I mean maybe I'm wrong, but something like Amazon Prime is just so good right now. You don't want anything to tarnish that. So honestly, I think um. I think it's going to be maybe two years from now. I think they're going to get Luna out of beta. But when it does launch, I could see it a part of that. I could see Amazon doing that, just undercutting everybody, just like free. You know, yeah. take the five balls off and it's like totally free. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't put it past them, honestly. But um, um, with all the hirings and stuff, that's good for me being a consumer. That's all I base my channel. It's really stuff I look at. And when a company does hirings and, you know, they, they're, they try to bolster their infrastructure. I'll definitely try it. I would even try it just for the consumer part of it. That when I buy stuff, I feel like I can, um, it'll be there in a couple of years. So, but I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. That's just my thing. I just think they're going to baby this. Interesting. Yeah. That, that's a good point about soon, right? We talked about it being in beta and how that in a way gives them a free pass. I was thinking about this, what that tells me, right? They don't have to rush anything because sitting on these numbers, 
they know when they activate that Luna, uh, that um, Luna and Prime membership, right? Instant overnight, hundred and thirty-six million people will have access to Luna. So in a way, they can take this little time, make sure that they get Luna where they want it to be before the release. But JTP, I want to hear from you, man. What's your take on on this? Yeah, I. I tend to side with what Rickton is saying. We've we've discussed before that in some part or another, Luna will go to Prime, uh, but it's not going to be until it's a flushed out enough system that the experience is is as consistent as we can expect in the next year or two from cloud. I do think it might be sooner than the two year mark, but it's definitely going to be down the road when it's more available, working really well. But they are establishing the right games for it, the right service. Subscription models are going to take off in cloud gaming. And Luna is this great hybrid of ported games to the Luna Plus channel, plus other channels that can come like Ubisoft is there. And I think you'll see um, quite a few more channels before it goes to Prime because they're going to lure you over there with the free. And then you're going to have all these channels you can also sub to and all these other games you're going to see that you want to play. And it's going to be this avenue to take you into this whole new place where they make lots of money from us. So yeah. yeah, it's 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 going to happen in one form or another because you want to tap those over 100 million people and get them to turn eyes for a minute and take a look at it. But in what form and when, that's to be seen. Yeah, true. And again, I I think people are sleeping on Luna, man. This might be something big for them going forward. Uh, but let's check in with Gamer. What's your what's your take on this? Um, I think whenever you boast a number like 130 plus million people. there's only one take like yeah it's smart (laughs) like you know (laughs) you you can't you can't throw that to the side and you know we all out here can sleep on luna or whoever else can sleep on luna because they know what they have which is why i believe they're moving at the pace they're moving they're they're trying to make the right moves um bring the right games flush out the service um you know pull all of the metrics and the data analysis that they can on current usage and future usage because they know they have 130 million plus people. Once they roll out Luna Plus, it's, it's game over. It's like, yeah, yeah. it'll be fine. Believe yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> so they just chilling. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They can do that. Like right. PlayStation, Nintendo, they can do it. They yeah. can wait for now. They can slow roll this thing. Yeah. Not to throw any body, any competitors under the bus, but this is. Again, this is a one-up they have against Google Stadium, just going to be real, right? Stadium came in trying to establish an audience, trying to grow that number, but Amazon really doesn't have to do that, right? No way, they're set. They have the numbers. They just have to get the service to where they want it to be, and boom, they can instantly get people on Luna. Um, Anyway. I'm just what. Just one way tiny thing, Amazon Prime Gaming. There you go as well. Who picks up them free things on Amazon Prime? Uh, like the free skins, if I think that into Luna as well, off yeah. you go. And we're That's not even it. talking about Twitch too. You exactly. know, they have all these things to to uh, push that service when it's, when it's ready. So, again, y'all, don't don't sleep on Luna, man. They're, they're the sleeping giants here, man. Just give them... Time. Hold on, though. Wait, yeah. Let me... Hold on with that, but when you look at how many people watch YouTube, though, I mean that's that's more than the Amazon. So so there so it is good the subscription to Amazon Prime, but mm-hmm. come on, my dad has Amazon Prime. He ain't he's not playing Luna. 
true, true. Be no, honest, right, point. right. Good so point. what what percentage of that you break that down? What percentage of that you know? But they do have Twitch. They they have some leverage. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, overall, yeah, I'm not sleeping on Luna, but yeah. there's so many hurdles. There's so many hurdles, man. Absolutely, with, with I agree. But, but I agree. Luna's coming. Yeah, they're coming. But let's let's just say I, I get it. That's that's great. We. You know, your dad, it makes a lot of sense. But let's just say about like even 10% of the 136 million. Yeah. I mean, that puts them at a pretty good ballpark to just start with. And then again, they can continue growing it by marketing and offering promotions. But yeah. But let's check in with JD, man. What's he taking this? Uh, my take is it's kind of like they're taking a page from uh, Game Pass in a sense where um, let's get this out let's get the luna out in beta to everybody let's just get um all the games on the platform uh let's let's test this out let's uh see how it goes behind the scenes and then once we're ready let's roll this into amazon prime and that way you just cast that whole net kind of like what game pass is doing casting that whole xbox uh pc gamer net and now I can reel in as many people as I possibly can by just throwing this one big old bait in front of people. And I think that's a smart play for Amazon because yeah. they, they're able to undercut. They can um, probably even undercut the, the competition with, with Prime, depending on how they want to do it, just to get just to get everybody into it, just to say, hey, look at all the games we have on this service. Come and check it out. Give us a shot. True. They have so many leverages, man. And yeah, I, I feel like you're right on. Monkey, what's he taking this? Yeah, listen, um, I think you guys have sort of like covered it quite good detail already. Um, how do I feel Luna's going to play this? I think they're going to carry on in beta, at least until next year. I think they're going to want to, you know, because cloud gaming is not a stage right now. Um, where it has a mass market appeal as a you know as a supplementary thing to you know gaming on local hardware and i think for that reason luna's gonna just you know hang around slow play it build up the library get everything spot on and then you know once the cloud gaming space starts gaining more traction i think that's when they're just gonna roll out and uh, you know, I love JD's take there. They are they're just going to cast a big net and just you know capture all these consumers. They ha- they have them right there for the taking. And uh, Rick, there's absolutely no reason for your dad not to play Luna. By the way, <laughs> there's absolutely no reason for him not to. <laughs> Let him know. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> oh man, cool, cool. All right, so we talked about Luna. Let's shift focus to GFIS now. And my goodness, guys, this was quite an incredible week for them. And so I'm curious, though, because, again, we got about, like, 16 games that was announced for this week alone, and then 61 for the month of May. You guys know GFIS now. That's not the final number. They're going to up it, right, when new games become, you know, available and announced. But let's talk about these games First of all, talk about the 61 games and then just on top of that, the 16 games. Did any of you guys pick it up? Are you guys excited about it? And did any of you guys play it? So I'm going to open this up to GTP. What, what's your take on the GFS Now games and news for this week? 
games 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 that's what may <laughs> is all about and i love that uh you know since january we get this beginning of the month cap of like roadmap of what's going to happen for the month but what i like even better is they brag about the additional games they launched a month before and give us a list so that i don't have to go count them and figure it out it. <laughs> so 27 extra games in april you know they're going to probably blow by the 61 in may even though that's kind of hard to believe and as always it's going to be beauty is in the eye of the beholder with the games there may be people that think all 61 games are and they don't care there's going to be people that love it um i think it's pretty great and as far as this week's 17 games um hood which i don't remember where that's listed but that's um did they not have that in the listed they in the did 16? not because that's it out here. yeah it's in the it may it's in the may but it's yeah. not up in the listed i don't know why they did that but hood is the one i've i've grabbed and yeah. gp21 yeah. which i haven't jumped into yet uh, for GeForce Now, that's the two games I grabbed. But yeah, absolutely awesome. When I saw this emails, or when yeah, when I saw this come out, I was like, "Wow, um, sixty-one games for May." Okay, that's going to take a while. And I literally listed all of them in my video. And yeah, it was tough to get through that. Insane, but, yeah. insane. Yeah. Pretty good week for them. So last week they featured heavily on all the features and like the extra stuff yeah. we were getting in the browser. And then this week they just slammed the game. So, I mean, they're on a roll. And if they keep this up, it's going to be like six, seven, eight hundred games added just this year. <laughs> no, no lie by the time. Yeah, done. it's insane. It's yeah. absolutely insane. But for the 16 games that announced this week, were you satisfied with them? Uh, for me, um, because yeah. I'm counting Hood. Yeah, that's the main reason that in MotoGP 21, because I was grabbing that up anyway. So I was happy yeah. to see that added on there. So, yeah, MotoGP 21 yeah. in the hood. I was happy with that. Steep from Steam was another good one to throw in there. If anybody yeah. hasn't played on Steep or slept on that Steep game, is you great. you missed out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And Alan Wake is still a, an incredible game, Always, guys. Yeah. If you guys you haven't played that game. Alan, yeah, mm-hmm. you can't complain about yeah. Alan Wake coming either. It's yeah. I don't know. I was pretty happy to see this whole roadmap for may but also this week was pretty strong too yeah i i agree i i'll get to my take in a bit but let's check in with duncan what's your take on uh the geforce now news for this week the geforce now news for this week is absolutely brilliant i've i've rated it a seven so far before any of the other games come at this moment in time uh there is a massive shadow being cast with Resident Evil not being a GFN, I think it's just quite right to actually say that. Uh, that is a big missing game. That is the big game of the week. Uh, but they've got the second biggest game in Hood releasing this week, so that's, that is something. But it's, I think this is absolutely brilliant. And what, what I like about the games is, and if Holtz was here, he would be uh, maybe <laughs> saying something. Uh, it's not all PC sort of centric games, the simulators, the uh, strategy games. For me, if you go through this list, there is an absolute ton of what I would count like as console sort of games. You've got the yeah. uh, games you would play on Xbox and uh, PlayStation here, which is absolutely brilliant. And they've actually picked up a number of games where people have been crying out for we've got alan wake this week we've got one for hell monkey and i'm going to butcher the name a set of corsa yes yeah oh which is a big racing game you've got call of warriors you've got pine as well which is the free game and epic this week i think has been brilliant and it's it's great to see the amount of games coming and putting it onto the other stores. I've got zero problem with that. More options is always better. 
but I, I think this has been a real good uh, week for GFN and the games coming. We're going to be touching on these as and when they come out. But we've got Hood, which was announced is coming later in the in the month, and I know there's an, a, another couple of games there which are pretty pretty good. Like Rhyme's coming. Rhyme, if you haven't played Rhyme, it is definitely one to be checking out as well. Yeah. So, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. And I'm not. I'm not going to make the joke about MotoGP. <laughs> Gosh. Cool. Cool. <laughs> All right, Rick. Tell me, what, what's he taking these games? Man, man, there's one game I saw on there, man. Which one? Alan. Wait, baby. Tell love, tell love, people about this game, listen, bro. Listen, I love Alan Wake. I love it. I love it, man. Um, when I saw that, I'm like, these are some games that I really want um, to get back into, but sometimes you don't have the time. And I'm like, oh, my God. I, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to download that. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally interested in this, man. Th- this was awesome to see. This was awesome to see. Um, yeah. Alan Wake was just great. It was just atmospheric. Used a lot of lighting. And, I mean, obviously, this doesn't have, like, ray tracing. This is an older game. Yeah. But it just, to me, it just seems like it. It just... Because the lighting effect yeah, is so good, the particle good. effects you use the flashlight as a weapon, and I'm telling you, anyone if you got the chance, and and GFN, that's the thing is great. You don't, you know, I have a Mac, so I'm not, I'm not, I don't have any gaming capability. Supposedly you can download Steam on a Mac, but I wouldn't do it. Just heating issues, I wouldn't do it. But if you, unless you got money to to get another Mac, but nah, this is that's. To me, that's the only game I saw. It was like the list was like sixty something games, but once I saw Alan Wake, I just geeked out, man. <laughs> Come on, by, Google, get that on there. Series. <laughs> by the way, guys, the PC version of that game runs pretty well. Looks good. I think it's updated um, from the console release of the game, so don't think like you get you know the Xbox uh, graphics of of the previous generation actually looks pretty good on PC. Um, so again, good get, man. Good get. All right. So JD, what's your take on these, these games coming to GeForce Now platform? Uh, man, uh, when I saw the list and I saw BG and E, I was like, I'm waiting for the sequel, but uh, I would definitely be playing that. I have it on uh, Steam, so to, to be able to stream that on GeForce Now, man, that's, that's definitely uh, something I'm going to try out here soon that that's what stood out to me you know i missed this i missed this i didn't even know that beyond good oh shoot wow yeah okay okay wow yeah wow <laughs> I was on, on sale they had a sale uh i think i brought it for like five dollars man and i was like oh yep. wow all right so can we say shout outs to them real quick again um we'll get to me in a bit but something that Again, Holtz, if he was here, he'll say, but we've been asking them to bring games that left or all the games back. And Beyond Good, Good and Evil and Wake, those are great games for the GeForce Now platform that are older. It's good to see them coming back uh, to the platform. So shout outs to them on that. Uh, but Gamer TV, what's your take on this, man? Um, I mean, I won't add a whole lot. I think you guys touched on most of it really, really well. Um, but I will say 60 plus games in one month, 17 per, you know, this week. And I'm sure they'll keep that going. 
it's tough to to contend with GeForce now, right now, in terms of um, you know content. These yep. guys are cranking out content for everybody. Yep. And me personally, I picked up MotoGP 21, and obviously Alan Wake already has that. Um, I can't, I can't wait to get in. I just don't know if I have enough time to truly, you know, jump into GeForce now the way I'd like to. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Ton, man. For sure. Ton. For sure. Yeah. How about you, Hellmonkey? What's your take on these games, man? Absolutely incredible. Um, I'm really excited for a set of Corsa. Um, as you guys know, I've not got a lot of space left on my PC. Um, a set of Corsa Competition was already on there, so getting the, the previous title on there now is fantastic. Um, Hitman 2, I, I think that was quite highly requested, Silent Assassin, um, to come on there. Uh, so that's great. And just on the front of Hood, uh, on the uh, subject of Hood, I believe that wasn't announced for this week because technically it was releasing on the 10th, which is oh, that's, Monday. That's true. That's but true. If, you pre, if you pre-purchased, you can get access to it um, a few days earlier. So I think that's why it wasn't in there until the, the rest of the month's games. But yeah, we've been playing it and it's, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, and what Duncan said, not having Resident Evil is quite disappointing, but don't see a lot of Capcom games on GeForce now. Um, to be honest, anything any modern, you know, modern Capcom games, I don't think, just off the top of my head. Um, that and not getting Metro Exodus PC Enhanced Edition is the only two downfalls this week. Um, yeah. Other than that, listen, there's got to be someone there for every. There's got to be something there for everyone coming this month. Um, <clears throat> I'm interested. I've got Outlast two. Uh, in my Steam library, so I am uh, excited for that to come, even though it's all just dropped on XCloud as well. But we'll get to that later. <laughs> so I have to say again, shout out to the GeForce Now team, and you guys have heard me talk about the week week release. This was not a week week release. I mean, so many good games on here. I I don't know if they're watching this. I know they do. But I don't know if they listen as as much as what games they get. But this, hands down, is a really impressive week. Again, I think Duncan would say they have something for everyone. If you're a racing guy, race. If you want a you know competitive online uh, game, it's, it's on here. An adventure game is on here. So shout outs. I'm really impressed. Again, they miss Resident Evil, but I feel like they made up a lot by their selection. And 61 games for this month alone. Shout out to you guys, man. It's incredible. So overall, I would say good stuff for GeForce Now for this month and this week. It's insane. It's insane. They put out, check this, they put out more games in a week's time than other platforms put out in a month's time. Yeah. Fair enough to say? You look yeah, at yeah, okay. Yeah. You look at like Luna's is what five games for the month of May. You look at X, uh, Game Pass games is what like eight nine. I mean, sixteen in one week is absolutely incredible. So and good stuff. I, yeah, and I, I want to say. Like, oh, go ahead. Um, I was just going to say I, I feel like they have a decent roadmap. They know of that we don't because they have committed pretty much to fifteen games a week between 10 and 15 minimal for the rest of the year. 
Yeah, that's that true. When they when they came out in the beginning of the year and started this monthly thing, and they said basically yeah. we've we've bettered our onboarding system, and we're going from about ten to fifteen games a week yeah. for the remainder. So I was like, wow. I started doing the math. I'm like. Okay, there's going to be a lot of games we don't care about, but there's going to be a ton of gems in there, too. That's a lot of games to commit to every single week. True. True. Agreed. Agreed. Someone was going to say something else? Uh, Yeah, it was me. I was just saying, I think GeForce Now is the greatest competitor uh, or the strongest competitor to uh, Xbox in their Game Pass, um, in their PC things, just because... uh, Xbox is trying to merge, you know, you can have it on uh, Xbox store on your PC and you can do it on your Xbox, but game pass or uh, GeForce now are saying all the games that you own on steam, PC, uh, Epic, you already own them. We're going to bring it to this platform and you can stream them from anywhere. I think they have the greatest chance at being the most successful, uh, getting all of the games on that platform. Mm. Like once they do that, it's like because now you have the whole the purpose of cloud gaming, right? It's like I could pick a game out of you know whenever I want to. Oh, this old game BGE. Oh, let me play that for for an hour. Oh, this new game uh, Resident. If they get Resident Evil Eight, oh, let me let me let me pick that out the cloud real quick. Let me play that and having that library which is bigger than stadia's library bigger uh bigger than uh ps now's library like is is uh crazy and especially if playstation allows some of their exclusives to be on geforce now let's say they get horizon zero done on there on geforce now which xbox will probably won't get on game pass I, that's a threat i think huh. I mean, they got Dead Stranded, right? That was the Sony exclusive. Uh, so, yeah, Windows PC games, they missed to Detroit Become Human. Um, right. But, yeah, and Horizon. But uh, Days Gone should be coming out pretty soon. So it's going to be interesting to see if they can land that on the GeForce Now platform. But, yeah, agreed, agreed. Okay, cool. cool. Anyone else want to add anything else to GeForce Now? If not, we will move on. All right, let's move on to Google Stadia. Uh, so <laughs> there's, let's shout out Stadia real quick before we get into some of the negative stuff. Which Negative? There's no negative in Stadia. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's all good, man. Uh, it's, it's, all, it's all good love. It's all good, good love. But we're going to get to Shadow, too. We'll talk to Shadow. <laughs> we always, you know, we got to give everyone their, their take here. All right, so Stadia, good stuff. May 4th, Star Wars, May the 4th be with you. They dropped a pro game. It's so crazy because, like, this was a no-brainer if you really thought about it. But to me, I was like, there's no way. So check this, right? (laughs) EA beat Ubisoft on bringing the first pro game to the platform. There still has not been one Ubisoft pro game on Stadia. And EA brought the first pro game. But I think that was a deal made with the five games coming. Anywho, pretty cool. Star Wars, Fallen Jedi, whatever the hell that game is called. I can never get it right. But yeah, Fallen Jedi. Yeah, yeah, that, that game, right, became something that... Pro members got for free for this week. So let's start there. What's your take on that? Do you feel like it was a good get? 
that game is awesome. Again, some people might complain it doesn't run the best in the stadium, but I think it looks good enough, and I think it was a great get. But I'm going to open up to JTP. What's your take on that game coming to stadium for pro members? So I actually didn't expect it to happen because it made sense, and it it did happen. We did get the Star Wars Pro game on May the fourth. So uh, absolute kudos to Stadia for having a decent a decent promotion happen that I thought was really cool. I already had Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order there from you go. Uh, Stadia, <laughs> um, and had played it on there. Yeah, it is not the best performing game on on Stadia, but for mm. cloud, it's okay it's it's good enough i've done a lot of side by side and it's a little rough for me personally but it's a A great grab for pro and for people to be i don't know if there's anybody that hasn't played it if you're a star wars fan you played that game already but it was it was it was great to see it uh come on to there so yeah it was no complaints for me on that okay fair enough how about you, Gaming TV? I heard you say a little. <laughs> Let's get into this. Man. Okay, the the game is is extremely rough, man. It's um especially if you compare it to other platforms. That that's number one. But if we accept the fact that hey, it's a cloud platform, you know, it's then you're you're willing to have a little bit of leeway between quality and performance, right? But um, I I played it locally on my PC, and it's phenomenal. I mean, it looks gorgeous, runs great. I, God, I love it played it on stadia you know and and i've completed it on stadia as well i appreciate the 60 frames per second appreciate the um the fact that they went 1080p to achieve the 60 frames but the textures were just muddy and it's nasty so if if you if you play it on stadia and that's your only option then it's good for you it's good but if you have another option i wouldn't recommend it on stadia period but it's a smart promotion um good move by google um, kudos to them, like you said. Yeah. So I wonder, as someone was saying the engine might be why this game looks rough on Stadia. Because, again, you look at the other ports with FIFA and Madden, and those ports are pretty good, right? But Star Wars. And then Star Wars was, was the first game, so you have that to take into consideration, too. But do, just real quick, since we have you on here, what, what do you think happened with that port? Um, different teams, um, different teams, um, different engines, obviously, but uh, and some things just don't translate over well um, because it's EA. I mean, they have multiple teams working on uh, their their different IPs. So you know, the similar guys work on Madden. I mean, the same type of um, engines there. So you can expect a certain level of performance, but for Star Wars, I don't even know what the engine is there, but it isn't it isn't similar at all. So different challenges, different people, and um, you know, and we don't know the time constraints. They they could have made it better, one hundred percent, but you know, was it worth it for them? I don't know. Can't right. can't call that one. I think someone said they were used. Was it first bite for Star Wars? Um, wait, I can't remember either. All right, well, someone in the chat, if you guys know what engine. Is being Unreal used. Four. Yeah, Was Unreal it Unreal? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, yeah. 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 Frostbite is fine. I mean, Frostbite is. It looks great on Stadia. They they that translates over very over nicely. Pretty well. Yeah. So you think that makes it? What other Unreal Four port has we seen in Stadia, and how did that turn out? Anyone? Um, I believe it's Doom and Unreal Four. I'm not oh, sure. I, I thinking, yeah, I, I think Doom is. Yeah, I don't know for sure, but um, you know, it's a time thing, man. It's Hey, sure. how do how do we transition over? You know the the texture maps from here to there, and it, it you know if they choose to invest 
the the right amount of time in it, then it'll be great. If not, then it'll it'll be what we have. Something that works and performs well, but isn't the best to look at all the time. Hmm. Okay. Fair enough. Thanks for the input. Let's check in with uh, JD. What's your take on on Google State again? This as a pro game for this month. Uh, it was a smart move uh, for them to get that. Uh, I already brought the game uh, <laughs> Same before, here. before Same here. he went on pro. That's what seems to be the the little bit of issue with uh, Stadia Pro. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's a smart move, and especially with uh, May 4th uh, just happened and everybody was celebrating Star Wars and still in that mindset, it's like, oh, hey, most star wars game let me go ahead and check this out so yeah, yeah i kind of agree it's probably not the best play place to play it on but it's if you got the pro membership hey you can check it out true true cool duncan what's your take on this man i'm with jerry uh i am just in general shock <laughs> that they had the marketing nights to put it out on uh, Star Wars Day. Uh, I thought I was going. It makes sense. It's going to happen. It's Stadia. It's not going to happen. But it's Star Wars Day under delaying it. So I'm just really happy they actually dropped it on on that day, and I'm glad people can enjoy can enjoy it. Uh, with the point regarding uh, EA, I've got a game before Ubisoft. I th- you get. You can spin this any way you want. I'm just putting it out there. I don't think we're going to see an Ubisoft game because of Ubisoft Plus, because it takes away the value of Ubisoft uh, Plus. So if you've got a load of Ubisoft games as a pro games, what's the point of buying the subscription? So that's why I think we're going to very rarely, if ever, see an Ubisoft game. So just this opens up the question, does this mean we're not going to see EA play on uh, on Stadia? Oh. I think we will see EA play. Yeah, I I'll be surprised if we don't see EA play. Um, really, really surprised. Now the question is, are we going to see EA play in Stadia before we see this in Amazon Luna channel? That's I I I think Luna is going to get EA play hands down or EA's channel eventually, right? So it's going to be interesting to see who gets it first. But let's check in with. Rick. Rick Tone, though, what's your take on, on huge gap, man? In my opinion, yeah. I think it was good. It was good. Think about cloud gaming, and I think what what Stadia has over all the cloud gaming is mindshare. Um, it people are always talking about Stadia, good or bad. And um, if you know anything about business, you just want people to be talking about you, you know, because someone's someone's gonna buy it, someone's gonna um, you know, enjoy your product, no matter what. So I think it was good. You know, everybody was saying, may the fourth be with you. It was a way to like know who's a geek, like in real life. <laughs> somebody, somebody that came up to me and said, may the fourth be with you. They probably didn't know, um, think I, I knew what it was, but I was like, yeah, may the fourth be with you, part of one. And it was like, <laughs> it was like so many like geeks, like that you didn't Connection. know you met in real life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. I think it's a huge gap for me. It played great. I don't know. I'm not, I don't have like a huge rig or like may, maybe, I don't know. My needs are just what wasn't too bad. I thought it looked great. But um, I never played it anywhere else. So, so yeah, that has a lot yeah. to do with it. Yeah. But when I compare cloud gaming and other things, yeah, my main game is like Destiny. So I played that a lot in console. So I know how that looks on other things. But yeah. um, with this one, it was, it was just I was pretty uh, pretty new to it. It looked great to me. I played it. I enjoyed it. But um, yeah, it was so, it was huge. Right. So something I learned with the panel members here, right, and I think Chief and J- JTP 
talked about this. I love how a game looks on Stadia, right? But they were saying if you only play on Stadia, then don't look at anything else and you'll be good. If you start looking at, that's why I feel sorry for you guys, GTP and Chief and, G- and Gamer TV, because you guys can never settle for how decent Stadia is. It's being real, right? But no, just realistically, don't, don't play it anywhere and you should be good. I thought the game ran well and looked incredible. And then Chief was like, Ace, stop, like, look. Compare it to something. Look at my comparison. I was like, "Damn it!" Right, but anyway, yes. yeah, that's 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 the joke here, man. Just enjoy <laughs> yeah, it in stadium, man. Once you and, do the comparison oh, yeah. videos, it's like, "Oh, I'm missing out." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. right. It's, it's I got the Series X now, and yeah, certain things, like especially if you take advantage of the 120 FPS, I I do see it. But for me, gaming is I'm not really big into that. But I I know for some people, yeah. It definitely plays a part, which is fine. You're yeah. a consumer; it's what it's you're paying for that product to work. But it worked fine for me. Yeah, good. Single player good. games for me, it's all good. But multiplayer, nah, I can't. I can't go to foolishness. <laughs> I can't. So you can't play multiplayer games since stay there. I can. Like I've done hours raids. Me and Zadie been <laughs> desperately <laughs> for hours. <laughs> we have lived on the raid. Like just yeah. Struggling. But, no, no, it worked. It works. Okay. But um, I just say no. When I say struggling, not, not performance. I mean because the game's hard. Not, oh, okay. I mean, like, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. But no, it's just um, it's just like finding people. That's one. Like consistently finding people, and then performance. Like you're playing with a random person, and then you're lagging. If it's your friend, they don't mind. But yeah, just PvP and stuff. I tend to go to um a dedicated machine. Interesting, but, but not, no sliding and say that it does work. I could play a PvP match right now and do very good, but um, that's just that's the only thing for me. So oh. yeah, I don't look at performance, but yeah, multiplayer, I'll be like maybe I should buy it somewhere else. Interesting, and with devs, devs also they're not doing a great job updating games. The um, what's it called? NBA Two K is oh my missed. goodness, yeah. you know, let's not. So, not, 2K, yeah. Borderlands uh, 3 Jeez. is not getting updated. Outriders. Yeah. Outriders <laughs> yeah. is not getting updated. Well, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. I'll set for F1. F1 2020. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. And I. You know, we paid the same amount of money. It's kind of a bummer that they don't take Stadia with updates seriously, which yeah. it sucks. It sucks. Yeah. Well, that's right. why we do the comparisons, right? I mean, for exactly. that, we need that sixty bucks, man. Exactly. Bucks, hey, you can try it here, here, here. Yo, yeah, it's it saves people money, man. It gives you guys a good look on what runs it the best. Um, by the way, they they updated Outriders to one point oh four. Um, anyone tested any difference with performance or visuals? Just throwing this. This is random. It's not show notes. Yeah, no, no visual boost. Um, performance, it's it's a tad bit better, but you can't really tell much. Um, they they've introduced new new bugs at this point, so oh, no. I mean there are a few problems there with your inventory. Um, items still show up as new, even if you've looked at them and exited the game. When you come back, you have all the same items still new in your inventory. So just little small nuances and annoyances. 
Um, and I believe that this generally affects everyone. Yeah. So not yeah, only does it affect Stadia, it affects everyone. Yeah, yeah. yeah Rick Tone lost his uh, inventory, right? Yeah, just got it back four weeks. Wow. Four weeks they took to get the inventory away. It, the game, yeah, yeah. The game is a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm playing it all the time, but um, there's definitely it's definitely rough. It's not polished, but the gameplay is great. Yeah. yeah. Fun yeah. Is, you know, hard to equate fun. Yeah, which which is kind of problematic for uh, for me because again, if this game is struggling elsewhere, we know that they that's going to be right the priority to patch those games up elsewhere. Who knows when they're going to get to? St- I mean, how long did it take for us to just get one point oh four? And that's not even the latest patch, right? So when, yeah, that's that's going to be an issue. Um, this game is buggy. A lot of people will mm-hmm. tell you that, but I feel like Stadia is at disadvantage again because they're going to be focusing on other platforms to patch it. Yep. Stadia is going to get like the last, the last of it. Yep. 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 Don't say Sucks. that. Don't say that, Ace. They're going to come for you. There's a really bad uh, bug right now with one hit kills. Like you can have full health and out of out of nowhere you're dead. You know, just one slap, one hit, Jeez. you're dead. And if that lasts, you know, a long period of time on Stadia, I'm not sure how many people will, you know, enjoy the end game uh, too much. Yeah, it's true. Man, I I still enjoy my time with that game though. I have I've put in like four hours, and I keep telling myself like I have that to play Judgment Resident Evil, and out of those three for Stadia, that's the game I always want to go back to. Um, I don't know why. It's just it seems fun. It seems brilliant, and um, yeah, we'll we'll see. Hopefully, they patch it up, and performance wise, it can match other places. But monkey, what's your take on on this man? I think we have a, a mini cyberpunk on my hands with this game. Um, you know, the, the devs have completely fluffed the launch. Um, I haven't even went back to it after it first launched. Um, I, I, I don't like to, you know, pick myself up, but I've seen this coming with the demo. The demo had so many problems as well. No. Um, and that, I was playing a demo on PC, and usually that's a go-to place for performance. And it was absolutely dreadful. There was something different every day. The servers were down. Um, and I just feel because it's not a big AAA title, not much has been made of it. Just on the front against Stadia patch, though, because of the problems that they have across the board, of course they're going to favour PC, of course they're going to favour the consoles because that's where they're going to make their money. They need to get them up and running first. So when the user base is so low as it is on Stadia, you're going to be behind quite significantly. And because they have got so much to do, because it's been such a bad release, um, yeah, Stadia's just gonna they're gonna get left behind, unfortunately, right now. Um, which it is what it is. There's nothing you can do. All we can hope for is that they make a better job of the next game they release, and it's not nowhere near as dreadful as this one has been. Because it has, it's been absolutely dreadful and really not acceptable. Mm. True. And Square Enix, man, please, you know, get get the ports right, man. Again, uh, Gamer TV talked about this. I believe you're uh, when you guessed you you were saying right. What, where's the uh, miscommunication with breakdowns? How can the game run so well, like Cyberpunk, you know, and and another game, like mm-hmm. what what's going on 
internally frustrating. Why can't they just get these ports right? Yeah. Square Enix have had several games in Stadia now. You would think that they can get this going, they, f- they can figure it out, but we're still seeing them run to issue. And yeah, Monkey and Whitty, I hope they can figure this out, fix this, and get some more decent ports on here, right? So again, uh, I want to talk about Resident Evil 8, which is another port. Uh, I like the game. I think it runs good. I'm curious to see what other members have to say. I think we, <laughs> I think we got 60 FPS here. Again, I haven't played it elsewhere. I'm gonna throw it out there, but I know Jerry, what you said, you've spent how many hours on, uh, how, yeah. The, so you're probably gonna have a lot to say. But my take with this is, I'm loving it. It runs great. Um, I'm gonna open it to you guys and see what y'all have to say. Let's start with Rick Tone. Have you touched this game on Stadium? How was the performance for you? I played the demo. Okay. We're talking about eight. We're talking about Village, right? Eight, yeah, Village. Seven. Okay, yeah. I played the demo. It it played great for me. Um, okay. You know, I know it's a dark game. Um, certain parts can be dark. I wasn't, like, looking for any imperfections. Um, for me, it's a gameplay. Well, single-player games, I forgive a lot. I Honestly, I'm very forgiving with single-player yeah. games. Um because, you know, I'm not affecting anyone else. But um, so if it plays as good as the demo plays on the full game, and I've been watching some streams of it. Yeah. Yeah, it, lo- it looks right. I think I think you'll have a great a great time there. Um, games like that is about the experience, about the jump scare. Yeah. It's about, you know, managing your bullets and things like that. So I don't think, to me personally, I don't think that can, um, performance can, can destroy that. I mean, unless you're like straight up hitching or something, but um, it looked good to me, and I I I think it's a good I think it's a good go. I think it's worth the promotion. Okay, great. The story is pretty incredible too, and it's a follow up to Seven P. So I'm gonna save JTP and Gamer TV for last because I don't want them to poop on my parade. Man. All right, so <laughs> let's let's get to JD on this one. Oh man, you just get right over me. I don't play uh, Resident Evil. <laughs> I think okay. I only play Resident Evil Four. That's the only one I, I Yo, I play the best one. Beat. Yeah, and, stop and right beat. there. That, that was it. That was it. Stop right there, and I'm done. Uh, yeah. But it, uh, it from what I've seen, um, I've seen some uh, stadium members play it, and it, it looks pretty nice. Uh, you know, uh, from what I can tell, it looks. You know, not as uh, good as the other platforms, but it looks it looks real. Like Riton said, like it's a single player game. As long as it's hitting those uh, sixty FPS, man, it's just you should be good to go. Okay, good, good. Duncan, what's your take on this? I have not that. I I have not bought this game for two reasons. One, I'm not buying games in Stadia, and the second reason, it's a tenner dearer than everywhere else over here in the UK. So it is ridic- it is ridiculous money over here, I feel, because you can get the deluxe edition on this for, for the same price as on PlayStation and on Xbox. And I don't need another controller or Chromecast at this moment in time either. It's, it would be just going it would be just going to waste. It would be just sitting in a box somewhere. Uh, Going back to your previous point about why do some games run better and some games don't, I can give you 10 million reasons why Resident Evil is uh, running uh, better on Stadia than everywhere else. They have paid for it. They paid for Cyberpunk. 
they paid the big bucks for it and we can see with the contract which was leaked out there they had to hit certain targets for resident evil so that is why it is running again i'm probably going to be made fun of here by jerry <laughs> and gamer tv here when they say the runs awful but from what i have seen it's it appears to be a good port for stadia would that be the best way of saying it <laughs> yes, yes. Yes, we'll go for that. That's why it looks like it's a good port for Stadia is because they paid the big bucks to bring it across, which they should be doing for all these titles to get to the library goal. But you know they paid big money for EA games to come, and we see Star Wars not running that well. So what, what happened? Again, I think we said it was the engine possibly, but what happened with that, right? Because again, you know Google paid some big money for EA games in there. I think they would maybe pay bigger money for FIFA than Mata than Jedi Fallen. True. I mean, good point. Good point. Again, it's, okay. Fair enough. They'd be setting them up for the next year's version, so they would be more important in the longer run. Because I still think we're getting FIFA and Madden uh, this year's versions on Stadia, all being well. Okay. So there we go. Let's see how that all plays out. But uh, Hell Monkey, what's he taking this man? Yeah, um, I think everyone knows I didn't have a good experience with the demo. Um, for whatever reason, any time I tried to play the demo, it was lagging, it was dropping frames. I think maybe the servers were just overloaded at the time, and yeah. um, it was pushing me maybe further away than I needed to be. Um, yeah, but I was, and it just put me off the game. I wanted to try the demo, see what the game is like, because usually Resident Evil isn't my sort of thing. But, you know, the hype got me here, and I was like, yeah, okay, let's give this a try. The werewolves and everything is great. I like the vampire werewolf, you know, that sort of lore and TV and movies. Um, so I was kind of interested in that. Um, but, yeah, and like Duncan said as well, it's so expensive on Stadia. But just on the point of, you know, comparing it with other platforms, um, yes, it's, it's, it's a good port for Stadia. And I think it's good to compare Stadia to the hardware and just... Because since we started doing it, and since this channel began, you see the progresses, the, the progression that's happening. The games are getting better, um, and it's improving all the time. And I like the fact that Stadia signed a deal and they said, these are the targets, minimum, we're not accepting any less. I think they have to do more of that. I think they have to have more stringent measures in place when it comes to the games coming um, to give us consumers the best possible experience. Okay. Right. So we get into y'all, JTP and Gamer TV. Chat, I just want to um, give y'all a, a dis- disclaimer. It's not, it's not going to be pretty uh, moving forward. So if y'all want to check out, you can right now. All right. Go ahead, uh, GTP. Thoughts? All right. Gamer TV will probably be harsher than me. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be really nice. Um, just as Gamer said in the beginning, local hardware is the way to go for Resident Evil 8. Especially you call that me. being nice? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's not a surprise because, you know, I'm local hardware first, then cloud anyways. But, okay. I mean, I've played the first two hours of the game eight times, and I've got more to go. So that's 16 hours of the first two hours of the game, and I'm pretty burnt out on it. Um, but, so, the positive is one of my favorite ports to stadia so far judgment Ooh. was one of them 
Okay. But Judgment wasn't really next gen. Mm-hmm. Um, but Resident Evil 8, just like Hellmonkey, the demo, I had such a horrible time with it, and I had to keep retrying and retrying until it finally ran good for me. That's a problem, the consistency issue. Um, when the game first launched, I think me and Ace both got on like within a minute yeah. of it launching. So it was like 9 p.m. for you and 12 a.m. <laughs> for me. And I was up until 2 a.m. doing that first video. Yeah. And when I first got on, it was a stuttery mess. And I was like, no, Ace is going to be done before me. This is ridiculous. <laughs> you can't stutter. He's going to tell me it's running great. I hate to hear this. So, uh, so, so like, this is, this is what I hate about cloud. I'm sitting yeah. here. It's like 12.20 a.m. And yeah. I'm cursing at my screen. My wife's asleep. And um, I'm just like, I've had it. So I logged off. I, I gave it five minutes. I got back on. And wouldn't you know, it was the smoothest freaking experience. And I started yeah. recording and going and going at it. And that for me is just, that's an issue <laughs> that I know it happens, uh, you know, but it's not always just with newly released games either. Sometimes games that have been out, you go and this happens. But um, yeah, compared to, to local, it's, it's, it's not quite there visually i i after spending all that time in stadia and jumping over to series x or to the pc i was like oh yeah that's why i play local good god that feels so good and the game looks so good but as a stadia port and running in the cloud super super impressive and while i'm with duncan that i don't really recommend buying games on stadia right now while we see how things are panning out if you are a person like holtz who could care less if whatever happens, he just wants to buy the games and play them while he can. Or if you're like somebody else who thinks they're going to be around, that's great. Go buy it, play it. I think it's doing really well. It's one of my favorite ports so far, but yeah, local hardware still, but it's to be expected. Why would anyone think cloud's going to beat local hardware anytime soon? That's not the point of the comparisons. So Clive wants a breakdown when you say local local hardware. So series S I, I is not too bad and close with Stadia. Uh, it's doing well. Series X is blowing it out of the water with or without ray tracing. Um, my local PC, which is not as high end anymore, is only an RTX 2060. That's your entry level RTX card that you could get and still could could get your hands on. And I can play that game at maxed out graphics, 1440p, ray tracing, and everything, even crushing console and Stadia at over 60 FPS with that RTX 2060. So, yep. yep. Yeah. Okay, oh. gamers here. I, I like the honesty, you guys. Yeah, the fan. I like, I like, I like this fan. Gotta keep it real, man. Gotta keep, keep it, it real, real, man. Keep it real down the middle. I mean, the truth is, is, this port for Stadia is excellent for Stadia, and that's if you solely play on Stadia and you and, and you will not uh, even think about playing this game elsewhere locally. Then it's it's amazing for you. It's it's a great get for Stadia. That their money is well spent here. Um, now, in comparison to local hardware, as Jerry said, Series X, PS5, um, Series S, uh, PC, just do not compare them because it, it, it doesn't hold up. It doesn't hold up, and, and you, you, you can quickly see um, you know, the difference between uh, a 4K, true 4K port, and an upscaled 4K port that's more like a native 1080 to 1440 um, maybe peaking at 1620 for Stadia, but this this game is not 4K. It is it is I mean natively it isn't 4K upscaled. Yes, with Pro, but natively it is not 4K. It does run very well at 60 frames per second, although it dips more than any other platform, mind you. Um, I, I'd have to say it dropped as low as 48 frames per second um, in some scenes, whereas hardware Series X, PS5, Series S. 
you're hitting 60 frames per second probably 99% of the time the whole way through. And if you're a stickler and you really want to sit there and count every single frame, then yeah, yeah, that that 0.01%, yeah, it'll drop. But outside of that, that those are the biggest differences between the two. Um, again, not taking anything away from Stadia, but if you if you solely play on Stadia, this is the probably the best game on the platform port-wise for you, period. So I not gonna watch y'all's comparison videos i'm just gonna play what i know and so far i'm I'm having a good old jolly time but i i appreciate the work that you and gtp and chief does man shout out to you guys again like rick tone was saying honesty right it shows stadium might not be the best place to play but if it's all you have you can also, still have a great experience. Let me ask for everyone, yeah. too. These comparisons that everybody does, Chief, myself, Gamer, and all of them, these are consumer-friendly comparisons to help you see what's going on out there, what yeah. these games are running like. A lot of it's just for fun because we're nerds and we love gaming and tech, so why the hell aren't we going to compare them? That's what we're supposed <laughs> to do because it's fun. It's never, at least on my channel, never, ever a bash on any platform. Stadia, GeForce Now, Luna, Cloud in general, ever, ever. These comparisons are fun. They help consumers. They show you what's going on out there. And more importantly, they show you how darn far Cloud has come. It really does show that it's it's coming a long way. This stuff is never, never, ever a bash. That was going to be my point is, um, you know, if you go back to your very first comparison, yourself and Chief, and, you know, GMRTV, you'll see the same. You'll see how far the, the you know the development on cloud has come. It's probably progressing quicker than what the last generation consoles were, you know, in terms of quality. Um, but that's just because of the tools uh, that developers have at their disposal right now. And it, it's great to see that Resident Evil Village has succeeded. Judgment and being the best port, like Judgment was the best port a couple of weeks ago. Now it's Resident Evil Village Eight. What we got to come next? Is that going to be even better? I hope so. I really do hope so. Because cloud is going to be the way to game in the future, without a shadow of a doubt. Um, and it's great to see it evolving all the time. True. True. Well said. Good point. All right. So I said earlier we'll start with positive, but we also have some negative news with Stadia. And I just want to throw this out there to see what the panel have to say with all these people leaving. Right. I just want to get a touch up. We kind of did this when uh, the first party studio closed. We got y'all's reaction as to is where do you see Stadia end of the year? And Duncan, I think JTP y'all gave it six months to live. Crazy. But six, we'll, we'll, six oh, it goes down like two years. Yeah. Yeah. So with this with this news, again, you see multiple people leaving, you heard about Jen Justice leaving. Let's talk about let's kind of look at this again. What's going on with Stadia? Where do you guys see Stadia going? Um, how long are you guys giving it? So I'm just gonna open up. Um actually we'll pick people. So let's start with JTP. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. So, and just to clarify, the and I don't know about Duncan, although we we are pretty close in thinking on this. When when I say six months to a year about Stadia, I always want to clarify. I'm not saying Stadia is dying or dead ever. I'm saying a rebrand or a refocus or rolling into YouTube um, subscription and becoming like YouTube gaming. I don't know what they're ultimately going to do with this product moving forward. 
Uh, it has a ton of potential, obviously, on the commercial side to lease this out to companies for their games. But there's going to be changes and morphs that have to come along with this. And I just don't know what Stadia is going to look like six months to a year from now. But going into your question, the problem is the optics just look so rough. And while I still enjoy testing Stadia, playing on there, I still think it's probably one of the best cloud gaming products you could offer to somebody. But getting someone on Stadia is like trying to tie them down and get them to try it. It's difficult. Uh, Ace, you have tricked some people in. You've gotten oh, yeah. some people into Stadia that enjoy it. You know, um, I've gotten a couple of people in, but they have had a horrible time. And just optically from SGNE closing to loss of people and employees from layoffs and from, in my opinion, lack of transparency about what the future holds for Stadia and the consumers, I don't think coming out and closing their first party studio and then giving us a hundred game roadmap was the answer to that statement. We so what do you think the answer, clarity. what do you think the answer could have been? So I don't think, their answer would have been to come out and be honest with the consumer about where they're headed because okay. it's so much more than just the games that are coming out when you're a new platform trying to build. So there's two sides to this coin of everyone leaving. Are we getting a shift in people to try to change the marketing and image and get Stadia ready for the next stage or the next push? Or are people leaving because they've lost confidence and passion in the product and they want to move on to working on something they do care about? I, I'm not going to claim to know that, but optically, just watching this whole year, it's been a rough year for Stadia. We've had some great pro months. We've had some great games come. We're seeing the best ports. But then on the other side of things, we're seeing things that tell the consumer this platform may not be around for the long haul just with these things that are happening. So it's just, to me, up in the air, and we just don't know enough to make those kind of decisions. We just have to watch where it goes. I think Stadia does still become something else. I don't think it ever just disappears. Um, but there's something has to happen. It's not profitable for Google right now. It's even, even Resident Evil 8, they're losing millions of dollars to bring us that game which is great for the consumer, but eventually they've got to be making the money or the product doesn't work. And are they willing to invest for years and years and years or not? We haven't been told that. We don't know what Google's ultimate, ultimate vision for Stadia is, and that worries me. And that's why Duncan doesn't want to buy his games there because he wants to know next year or in 2023 he can still go play them. And that's just the confidence issue right now. Okay, fair enough. Thank you. Uh, I... Uh... I, I, I want to save Duncan GTP again for last. Uh, JD, man, talk to me. What, what's your take on, on all these people leaving? Uh, it's, with Haven Studios, um, I said this before, man, it's basically just another sign on the door for PlayStation. No one left <laughs> uh, Montreal. You know, it, it was uh, Ubisoft, then it was SG&E, and now it's PlayStation, like, so it makes sense that all of those people associated with he with Haven and Jay are, are still at the same uh, studio. Uh, so that doesn't surprise me. Uh, John Justice uh, leaving. Um, it, it's just the optics, uh, like you guys were saying earlier, man. It's just with all these things, it makes you kind of like be like, hmm, I wonder what's going to happen to this platform uh, but for me, I'm going to ride it out to, to it closes, to it closes. Um, yep. that's, that's what it is for me. And I also agree with, I, I was able to get some people over to stadia. Um, uh, but my friend, he just hit me back and said, Hey, I canceled my pro, um, wow. because 
uh, with the home experience, uh, and this is the thing with uh, with any type of cloud gaming service, with Xbox and PlayStation or or even Nintendo to a certain extent, once you hook it up to like your home screen, your big 4K TV, uh, you get that home theater experience, and you get the PlayStation Five, you get that that new controller in your hand. It's hard to be like, let me go back to Stadia. <laughs> yeah, let me go back yeah. to Stadia. Yeah. And especially if you're not on the go, if you're not traveling, which a lot of people are not right now because of what's going on, yeah. uh, is it almost make it like, well, I don't need Stadia uh, at this point. I don't, yeah. I don't need to use it. So yeah, yeah. It's interesting. My experience is so different, right? Again, I owned a uh, PlayStation 5 and an Xbox. And the convenience factor of cloud gaming, uh, just being able to play like here in my basement, upstairs bedroom and living room, I feel like to me that that is more next-gen enough than sitting in front of my TV with a PlayStation 5 controller and play. Um so I don't know. Uh, people have their take, but the, I mean, I know I'm sacrificing like quality, but to me, the convenience factor. I mean, see all these controllers back here. I'm always on the go playing, right? So that's yeah. my preferred way of playing. But yeah, I I see where you're coming from, though. Yeah, I mean, I'm military. I didn't, in case people don't know, like, I'm active duty right now, and so I'm always on the go. I was uh, yeah. so surprised when Stadia came out. I was in Japan, and I was playing it in Japan in a hotel on military base. I was like, oh, this is going to be great when I get back to the States, and it was. Yeah. And so being able to have that, you know, like you said, convenience uh, when you're traveling and not having to bring, like, I don't want to bring my $500 PlayStation with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? And, and right. There's something going on right. with that. So it, it's definitely convenience. But for some people, they're not traveling like that or moving around as much. So it's almost like, man, I got my Xbox. I'm cool. Yeah. Excited. Here you, here you. How about you, Rick Tom? What's your take? Um, my take, okay, with people leaving at John Justice, mm-hmm. I think it does mean something. For me, I'm leaning towards um, the companies moving to a different direction, and mm. those people that are leaving don't, don't agree. Because John Justice to me was like, he was really enthusiastic about it. Every time I watched an interview with him, I was like, man, this is gonna be it. I I was sold when I when I heard him speak, even mm-hmm. more than Phil um Phil Harrison. Because Phil Harrison yeah. is pretty pretty monotone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he just company speak guy. He does his thing. You know, yeah. he, it's great. Hey. Kudos to him, but you know, I don't I'm not gonna play after hearing him talk, but John Justice was the guy to me. I was like, man, if Phil um steps down, maybe he would be the next guy, you know. But yeah. him leaving, yeah, um it was sad, you know, because I, I kind of feel like I don't know what's going on. So yeah, I'm glad that people are being candid, man. Um, this is good. So this is like a channel for me as a consumer, I could come to this channel just to see things down the line because um you know, so you can't go everywhere for that. But for me to hear all the comparisons, I really appreciate that. But um, for me, I think it does mean something. I, I haven't bought anything on the platform. I'll just be honest in a while either because I'm, you know, I'm thinking about it. And I've been honest. I've told people I don't have Stadia Pro, but I'm more like when I play, I use Ubisoft Plus or something. Right. But it doesn't mean you don't like Stadia if you don't have Stadia Pro. Stadia for me has become a great supplementary when I'm not at home because right. there's no other performance like when you're on mobile for me i've tried the others and for me stadia works the best on mobile for me yeah so it's that's my that's my switch right there 
you know so but in terms of buying the games yeah i'm, I'm like unless it's like 10 bucks or something i don't know i don't know I'm, i am a bit like hey are you gonna guys gonna be around so yeah it's just being honest but i suggest anyone that wants to try it try it yeah at the same time it works fantastically i've streamed it check out my videos man <laughs> i got almost 300 videos take it out live stream it works it's a great platform yeah. but um company wise i don't know up in the air yeah true true thank you for that let's check in with monkey again we're saving uh duncan and gamer tv for last uh, monkey what's your take on on this news man well usually those two different reasons for people leaving a company uh, at this stage of its um you know life it's one the company is going to go a different direction from what the employees think it should be going or the company has uh, lost faith in the employees are there for not taking it the direction that they agreed in um i'm not sure which one this is but if i could hazard a guess and this is pure speculation by the way this is what i think is going to happen um i think stadia are sort of getting rid of the tech heads and I think they want to bring in some more gamers, you know, people with experience, um, you know, and get this marketing up because I believe they're looking for a marketing manager of some kind. That job listing appeared. Um, so they're shaking things up. And I think, I hope that in the next few months, we see, you know, a vast improvement in marketing because if they don't market a product, they can't get it in anyone's hands. Um, and yeah, I just want to see some more, you know, gaming enthusiasts on board rather than tech enthusiasts. Look, the tech works. We know the tech works. It's fantastic. Let's get some gamers on board, get the games into people's hands that's going to drive the platform forward and get it marketed far better than it has been. Right. But so that's, that's what I see happening. But I could be wrong. That's just okay. my personal opinion. Can I ask you guys, I'm going to open this up um, for anyone to jump in then we'll get to duncan gamer tv but so we know they closed the studios and then people lost their jobs but this recent people leaving right do you think they're leaving or do you think they actually lost their jobs do you think john justice was like yo this is not gonna work after the closure like i don't agree with what state is doing i'm moving somewhere else this other five, six people that left, do you think they're like, yo, we want out of this ship, right? We move somewhere else? Or do you think they were like, go? Oh, it's going to open this up for anyone to hop in. See, I think um, John Justice was great in interviews he did. Um, but I see him more of a tech guy. And when we see the role that he's just t- took up at uh, Facebook, he's a mm-hmm. president of some kind. I imagine it's going to be on the gaming side. Um I think he's went there, maybe off his own back, maybe not. Um, I think he's went there to help Facebook build up the gaming tech because they're sort of lacking behind right now. They're sort of at a very early stage. Um, I think that position fits him well for the experience that he's got. And um, I think it's maybe, it could be a mutual thing that he's seen this job and then Stadia have been saying, well, we want to go this direction anyway, so maybe someone can come in that's going to, you know, that is more of a gamer and has has more experience in that sort of department than him. Um, yeah, that's a, a potential thought, possibly. Okay. Cool, cool. Anyone else um, with 
members leaving? Do you think they're doing it on their own, or do you think they're getting fired, losing their jobs? Combination of both, I I think. I definitely think that they didn't fire per se, but they signed some in, um, non-disclosure agreements like, hey, we're going to move on. We don't like how the books are, are looking. We're not making money. We're going to move on another direction. I think it was a very nice conversation, but in layman terms, yeah, some were fired. I, w- I would definitely say some were fired. I would say maybe um, anyone ha- having to do with the marketing marketing part the tech the tech guys are great they should they should get get their bonuses but um marketing wise to me it worked the marketing worked i'm sitting here right now so it did work for me but um you know i might be a tech guy maybe um you know but for the average person they need to reach that person so yeah bring yeah i agree i think it was how monkey said bringing the gamers man bringing the people that are just like enthusiastic and maybe maybe a name pay for a name somebody with a big name that's enthusiastic and bring this product you know covid really hurt though not not because they couldn't work they could work mobile the Mm. point is where i'm going at with the angle with covid is um you couldn't have like a big e3 or something get like a huge booth because the thing is when people play stadia their opinions of it drastically change yeah i'm talking like a complete 180 you know if they thought it was okay they think it's great if they hate it they're like i might try this Every person that's physically tried Stadia, put the controller in their hands, they see the input, they're not looking up, watching a video or counting pixels, they're just playing it like casually, they like it. So that really hurt that, you know, you couldn't just go to a brick and mortar store and see Stadia somewhere. So I think that really hurt. But if they could get back to that, it'll be a different story this time yeah. next year. I truly True. believe that. True. To get to your point with the brick and mortar store, uh, I think JTP, you said this, but um, you look at the video game landscape in 2020 and pretty much video gaming was hot. My camera is about to do some crazy things, y'all, just to give me a hint, So, But video games was hot, right? Everyone did well. Nintendo Switch did well. PlayStation did well, right? Stadia, they went free. Uh, the, the base model went free, uh, what, in March, April. And that could have easily, I mean, I mean, that is like free access to, to millions of people. This defeats, like, like, this is better than the brick and mortar store. This is better than um, E3, because again, E3, you're targeting, you know, journalists and gamers, like, but Stadia opened the free base model to everyone early last year. And from what we're seeing with the numbers, though, like, they didn't even, if that's accurate, don't know if it is, but what the numbers are saying, not even a million people signed up for the service. And so, like, are is it the negative press that, again, who was saying that earlier? Like, when Stadius mentions, like, don't even talk to me about Stadia kind of deal. Like, why can't, why is it that people wouldn't even try Stadia and it's free? You know what I'm saying? I've got an idea. Um, so you know how everyone's used with a console or a PC? Well, Stadia's completely new. You tell them that you can play a game with a controller and a dongle. And let's be honest, setting it up for the first time to the average person that's used to it, plugging in their Xbox, plugging in their controller, it's completely different. 
So when you try and explain that to someone that's not a tech enthusiast, it's just an average gamer, they're, they're looking like, what the hell is this? You know, whereas us and quite a lot of other people that like tech and like to try the new tech, we work through that and we get to the bottom of it and understand how it works. The average person doesn't want to have to go through that. And right now, it's too new for the average gamer. So it is, um, it's just setting their ways with a console or a PC. You know, I think that was the one of the hurdles anyway, one of the hurdles. All right, so it being a new tech. Um, all right, fair enough. So let's let's get uh, Duncan and Gamer TV on here um, because we didn't get your take on the people leaving. So go ahead, boys. Yours. I'll I'll go first because I don't think I think I'm going to be a bit more measured than Gamer TV. We're setting Gamer TV up to be the best. <laughs> 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 that's why uh, we, that's why we have him in the bottom. He's, yeah. he's like the... <laughs> uh, for me. There's two there's two parts to this, basically. The first part is John Justice leaving, and the second part is the other people leaving. The other people leaving is just awful, awful coincidence that that news has actually came out this week as well, because they have been, unfortunately, gone for a wee while, because they were part of Stadia Games and Entertainment. It has only turned up this week where they are. It's only came to light where they have turned up to uh, over the last uh, couple of months so that is just real unfortunate timing because it came on the back of the John Justice uh, debacle Uh, with him going uh, I have a feeling it was probably mutual by some of the mood music out there because if you go to to 9to5Google they fairly rarely comment of people leaving, but they commented on John Justice leaving just to confirm that he has left. So I think that was a bit telling in regards to that. Am I worried about John Justice leaving? Uh, It's basically the question. Yes and no. It all depends who they replace him with. I think that is going to be the key thing for me going forward. If they replace them with a, a, a gamer, someone who's got experience, proper experience in the game industry, uh, I think that could be a positive. My only concern, are they making these changes too late? Because it's going to take years for some of these to actually come to fruition. And will Google stick, stick to it? If we get all the gamers on board... but. Porting games to Stadia isn't like porting games to PC or porting games over the Xbox or XCloud. It is going to take time and money. So that is a bit of an issue uh, for them going forward if they are making this big change. But for me, it all depends who they replace them with. And from a pure optics sort of standpoint, I think this week has been on par, if not worse, than S&G, uh, SG&E shutting down, because not only have you got the John Justice stuff, you've also got Stadia being mentioned in the soap opera of a lifetime, the Apple and Epic uh, case, and the question was, is basically, is Stadia dead? Uh, and the response is basically, no, but it's getting there. That is what has happened this week for Stadia, and I think 
optically for the, the gamers out there uh, in the white, sorry, I'm going to say the mainstream gamers, like the console gamers and the PC gamers. It is just reinforcing the, the idea that Stadia is on its last legs. Can I just counter a point about porting games? I know it's completely new, but remember Google have open sourced a lot of developer tools in the last few weeks. And I think they've done that to get them in the hands of the developers and let them play around with them, you know, learn it. And it's going to eventually make it easier for them to bring their games. Yeah. Oh, and I just want to mention one wee small point here because we've been talking about the jobs going to Google as well. Uh, unfortunately, the, some of the jobs now are mentioning B2B in the job descriptions, which is business, business. to business. But that could mean that could mean that they yeah. uh, want a market manager to come and go business to business to bring these third-party games in that they were talking about. You know, that's a good thing in my eyes when I read that listing, is it's covering a lot of ground. Yes, and then there's also the other one with the game stores. They're wanting to work with, uh, what was it, uh, other platforms, and I forget yeah. the exact term, which is also thing. So there, there is lots of B2B sort of stuff going into their job listings now, which, again, people can read it that it's, like what you have said there, that it's uh, looking towards to bring in more games and stuff to Stadia, or you can read it that it is going for the business-to-business model. Yeah, selling the tech. Yep. Who knows? So let's uh, hear Gamers TV's take on all of this. Well, I think the John Justice news is, like you guys have said, it's unfortunate, but I believe it's mutual as well. Um so he was a product manager, right? And typically with product managers, either you lose faith in your product or the company loses faith in you. A lot goes into being a product manager. You're, you're writing requirement docs. You're, you're, you're plotting use cases and roadmaps. You're doing a lot for this product. You own the product, right? So you don't just get up and walk away from that. Something happened somewhere. And again, I don't have facts here, but I can I can say based on experience and what I've seen with a lot of product managers in gaming, they're so attached to their product. It's it's almost an unhealthy emotional attachment that that's your baby, that's your thing. So for him to leave Google, it isn't a good look and there is trouble somewhere. We don't know to what extent or what the trouble is or what the reasons were and are, but it, there were enough for him to exit. Um, in terms of the SG&E guys moving over to Haven, uh, like Duncan said, I believe that's just coincidence and um, no issues there or or whatnot. Um, the B2B focus for Google, I think that's a good thing. I think it's a good thing for everyone. Um, I don't believe Stadia is going away. I, I'll say that. I don't believe it's going away. I don't believe the storefront is leaving. I believe they're adding to the model. I believe they're bringing in um, the devs and the right um I guess, people to go out and sit in front of the businesses and bring them over to Google, similar to, to Amazon. I mean, AWS, that cloud infrastructure supports gaming. It, I mean, it supports gaming so well. It's, it's beautiful. And I can see Google doing the same with Google Cloud, um, powered by Stadia, to support gaming. I believe this is a direction towards that, um, that business model. And that's okay. Now, in terms of bringing faith, um, for the B2C guys, you know, uh, business to consumers, uh, they're, they're horrible at that. And I, I can just be straight up and, and honest about it. 
if Stadia's tech were owned by PlayStation or Xbox or Apple or Nintendo, we'd say Stadia is the way to play. It's the best, hands down, no matter what. That's because those guys do business very well. Google does business, B2C business horribly. That's that's our problem with Stadia, yeah. right? It has yeah. nothing to do with the tech. Yeah. We love the tech. It's the business of Google that hampers and hinders Stadia. That, so yeah. if you can't if you can't get that right, then you know we don't know what's going to happen with the platform because I don't trust Google to turn around their business model and perhaps or business acumen and perhaps bring it in the the new blood. Hopefully they bring in people that can, that understand you know B two C a little a little bit better than what they currently have because it's 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 terrible right now, you know. So that's my take. Nicely said. I I think you hit it right on. And you guys have heard us talk about it here multiple times. The marketing, the business side of things, I think that's what is hindering the service from taking off. The product is excellent. It works well. And a lot of people will attest to that, even the haters, right? I mean, you look at Dreamcast guy and whoever who was when the first test of it can tell you this works insanely well. But yeah, um, nicely said. So we have 10 minutes. Let's move to Shadow. Uh, xCloud, just going to give you guys an update. Nothing new much happening, just some new game releases that um, quickly we'll touch up. But I do want to talk about Shadow because I feel like there's a lot of interesting things happening for Shadow right now. But xCloud, we have Red Dead Online coming May 13. So we pretty much got there. May lineup. So we have Psychonauts coming May 13th as well. We have Just Cause 4 May 13th. We have Final Fantasy 10 X2 HD Remastered coming May. A lot of these games are coming May 13th, but Steep came out May 6th, which is a really good game as well. And then Outlast 2 came out May 6th as well. So those are the xCloud games that are coming for the month of May. Just making sure I'm not missing any more. That looks to be it, right? So just real quick, going to open it up to the panel. What are your thoughts on this? Are you guys excited to play any of these games? I know. So now they officially have GTA and Red Dead Online. Um, So kudos to... Uh, Game Pass again, um, but they have both Rockstar games in their portfolio for the cloud. So shout outs to them. But anyone else want to add to this before we move to Shadow? The Red Dead Online one is just very, very interesting to me. Just here's a question Why isn't Red Dead Online uh, available on Stadia as standalone? Is, is so uh, is is there an actual Red Dead Online standalone? Like yes. uh, there yeah. is. That's what's on uh, Xbox Cloud Gaming. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Like Destiny free to play, right? That's on Stadia. So, right. It, is is it free to play? Red Dead no. Online. It's yeah. uh, it's it's a nominal charge. It was five pound. It's now I think it's fifteen pound by twenty dollars mark. Yeah. Huh. Again, I but, wonder if Microsoft got paid for like an exclusive rights to it. And again, uh, why isn't GTA 5 and Stadia 2, right? 
Yeah, and the the with the Red Dead Redemption Two online, you can get it on PlayStation as well. You can get it on PC. The only place which you can buy Red Dead Redemption, or you can't get Red Dead Online, is Stadia, which is just completely another strange for me. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think this is why we're seeing the big um, switch around in the you know with the the heads and the uh, behind the scenes. I think mm. these are the reasons why. Um, but it possibly could be like a player base, you know, for online games. The developers yeah. maybe, you know, don't want to sort sort of waste their time and resources, um, you know, under the current climate. But I think we see that changing um, as the world goes mm-hmm. back to normal, possibly. True. So, um, anyone else before we hop into Shadow? If you like scary games, play Outlast too. Yeah. It's a good game. A lot of good games in this list, man. I can't stress it enough. Steep is great. Uh, Psychonauts coming. Uh, uh, just Cause, Forest Cloud 2, that's coming. Finally, a lot of good games coming this May. So again, if you X Cloud, check it out. Good stuff. All right, let's shift to Shadow. I'm going to open this up to Jerry to kind of break us in as to what's been going on lately with this company. Poor Shadow. Um <laughs> Actually, the funny thing is, Shadow is probably going to be fine. It's the gaming consumers that may, yes. may not be, um, and and people that want to use Shadow. So, we we saw that email that went out to certain people. I don't know if you got one, Ace, yes, or not. I okay, got I, one. I thought you did. Um, that anyone on Ultra was being rolled back to Boost yeah. by May twenty. The worst um, email ever. The worst email. Um, this is where we've been talking about B two C and B two B. Um, Shadow's gonna shift a lot to B2B, I do believe. They're they're gonna need to, to be profitable. Um, we were talking about how these existing boost blades, the P5000 GPU and the CPU they have in there, is become very aged for gaming, and gamers are not gonna want to be on boost for, for very much longer. Every time I test a new it's game, fine. the performance is worse and worse. It's just yeah. it's not uh, made to handle it. However, for business purposes, they could charge five, six, seven, eight times the 15 a month we pay now for that same hardware. And those businesses won't care. They are going to need it for different purposes. So I see that happening. Now, uh, I saw the new owners of Shadow, I guess, tweeted out today saying, we're rolling back U.S. only. U.K. doesn't need to worry. And this is for legal purposes. And we're going to be doing new CPUs and GPUs. Well, that doesn't even make sense. Um, I more believe we're being herded on to boost first. And then the price increase is going to come to dump more people off, and that will free up more hardware for the B2B. And then if they start developing gamer-side upgraded blades, that would be great for them to refocus on the gamer side as well. But what's that development going to take one, two, or three years to implement? You can't just go take CPUs and GPUs and sock them into the existing blades. It's absolutely not going to work. The motherboard wouldn't even run the hardware that you need to get right now to do that. So the time frame is scary. So to me, Shadow for the Gamer, if it's not dead forever, it's going to be dead for a little while until they refocus the gamer side, if they ever do. So yeah. I, I just, there's still a lot of unknowns. I keep telling everybody, just be patient. If you're still using Shadow Boost in the US and you're okay with that, keep it. If you're still using whatever, Ultra Infinite, whatever over in the UK or whatever, it's working for you, keep it. But keep an eye out because price increases, more rollbacks, B2B, and refocusing of the company is coming, and we don't know what all that means yet. Yeah. I forgot. I think it was you, Chief, but uh, when we broke the news of, you know, on the 30th when we got the announcement, one of you guys said they just put up 
on the face, right? And after the like deal is inked, we'll see the real outcome of what actually is going to happen. And I think we're starting to see that now, right? They were trying to like make the gamers feel like nothing's going to happen, but you're seeing it. I feel like it's a slow rollout to shine gaming from shadow and focusing on like a business uh, into enterprise software, um, which sucks, which sucks. Yeah. And any but, business that rolls back, doesn't just come out and say what they're doing. Cause who yeah. wants every subscriber to cancel that? Exactly. Day the Is it right? Uh, it doesn't feel right, but every business does that. Even if stadia were to roll back or Xbox shadow, whatever, they're never going to come out and say exactly what's happening right away. Cause everybody would leave in a mass exodus and their revenue would be gone. They slow roll you out until yeah. they get the product, the product to its new yeah. spot. So true. Which sucks. Anyone else want to add to that? The the biggest um, you know alarm bell for me was that they have already switched Ultra and Infinite over to the OVH cloud um, in Europe already, and they say that they're working on uh, new CPUs, the new GPUs, new storage. Um, but right at the end, they say they're working on new offers as well. So, yeah, I think the price increase is inevitable. Um, it yeah. just it just who's going to stick around with it that's the big question yeah so here's the thing we give stadia a hard time when it comes to like communication and you know market and pr i feel like shadow needs to straight up let people know what the hell is going on right if you guys yeah. are if you guys are going to still be in business if you guys are going to shift course let the people know done string is long and you know just make us wait I mean, this is, again, shadows dropping the ball when it comes to communication. Just have to be 100% with that, too. But the, the fellas behind this business, um, the guys and gals, they ain't going to come out and tell you that our roadmap is we're going to increase the price, get everyone off, and, you know, go business to business. They're going to just keep telling you everything's all right, to keep the money coming in, and then eventually, as the numbers dwindle, they have, you know, a factual you know they have the numbers there will show that it's better to go business to business for the yeah. for the, the the future of the the company etc it's not an old trick it's happened forever um yeah. and i i think that's the way it's going to go unfortunately which is a shame because i never got to try it yeah it's not a great look anyone else want to add to the shadow news um i'll just say that uh you know business this is how business works right <laughs> and uh it's well while disappointing um these guys have their own best interest in, in mind they aren't truly thinking about the consumers first right and um you know unfortunately everyone every every business that struggles or um battles a bankruptcy and deal, deals with different mergers and purchases acquisitions it's always about the business first. Like, how can the business survive? What do, what must we do during this phase? And once we, you know, get out of this, then perhaps we'll roll something out and, and reveal a, a grander plan for the consumers. But we, you know, unfortunately, during this time, we won't know a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> so true. So true. <clears throat> cool, cool. All right. Just we're kind of close in time. Just want to give the panel members um, just a chance to let people know what they're doing, where they can find um, you. But just real quick, we had uh, members from Waypoint Podcast and 
we had Rick Tone here who had to leave a little early, but his stuff, his link is in the description. Awesome. Maybe I'm gonna let JD talk for Rick Tone too. But if you guys haven't checked checked him out, his link is in script in the description. Does awesome stuff, has a lot of awesome videos. So check out his channel. But to start, uh, let's start with JD. Where can people find you, sir? And what do you do? Yep. Uh yeah, I'm JD3MXP. You can find me at JD3MXP on all social media platforms and all gamer, uh, Nintendo Switch, uh, PlayStation, PSN, everywhere, Xbox. Uh, it's all the same. You can find me there. You can find me uh, with Rick Tone and the Christian Gamer Dad uh, every Thursday night at the Waypoint Gaming Podcast. You can find me on the CloudStation TV podcast every Wednesday night with Dr. Spaceman, Stadia Vet, and Ray. And you can find me with the SBCN game, Team Stadia 100. Find me there every Friday night for Friday Night Fights, uh, every night at 10 p.m. And, uh, yeah, so I'm just a gamer. Just love the game. Thank you guys for having me, inviting me on the show, me and Rick Tone. We definitely enjoyed our time being here. Uh, love love the panel members here. Uh, you guys do great stuff, great work. Keep it up. And, uh, yeah, hope to be on again. Awesome. Let me ask you a question. Where aren't you, dude? <laughs> You're like everywhere. <laughs> it's awesome. Though. I, I love it. Again, JD and Rick Tone, man, awesome guests. We really appreciate you guys. Love the insight and input to the cloud gaming discussions, man. Good stuff. Good to have you guys. All right. JD, JTP, where can people find you, sir? And what do you do? Yeah, as always, somehow Ace continues to convince people to come on the show, and I think it's great. <laughs> we always have awesome guests over here, so he's he's very manipulative. That's how he got me here. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, at Game Tech Planet on Twitter, make sure you go join Discord for giveaways and more, and uh, of course on YouTube, you guys know by now, Cloud Console and PC. Cool, cool. Duncan, what do you do, sir? Where can people find you? Uh, I am over at Cloudy with Games. We are the troublemakers of the whole community, apparently. So uh, if if you want to join us, uh, we we have got stuff going on our channel every single day. So go check that out there. Cool, cool. Gamer TV, sir. Good to have you here. What do you do and where can people find you? Hey, man, I, I just try to display the cloud platforms down the line, down the middle. Keep it fair. Keep it good. Um, find me at GMR TV Plus, Twitter, YouTube, um, and that that's about it, man. And and yeah, JD, Rick Tone, you guys rock. Thank you. And Ace, you're the man. I appreciate you too, man. Awesome, awesome. Thank Good you. to have you on here. By the way, guys, like I said, everyone's link who are on this panel, even people like Mark uh, Watts, his link is also in the description. So definitely make sure you check these guys out, give them a look, give them a go. Monkey, do you want to plug anything? Uh, yeah, I'm going to just give a shout out for our website, which we don't talk about a whole lot and we really should. Um, I'm working hard on that. So any of the news videos you see, there is most likely going to be an article that follows. Um, and if you want to know when they come out, follow me on Twitter because I always tweet out the videos and articles at the same time. And um, yeah, if you like what we do, you know, keep coming and uh, check everyone out here. Rick Tone's good. The, the Waypoint podcast is one of my favorite. I always watch it on a Friday it's good morning. Good stuff, man. Good it stuff. It comes on late at night for me. I watch it the next morning. That's how I start my Friday mornings. It's a, <laughs> I could listen to you guys forever. Just it's that soulful voice that Rick's got, man. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's great stuff. 
Awesome, guys. Appreciate you joining and watching. So next week, we're going to have a special guest, and I'm sure a lot of you guys know him by the name of Sonny. So it's going to be cool to get his intake on cloud gaming. So let's see how that goes. Should be a lot of fun. All right, fellas, appreciate you guys. We'll catch you guys same time next week, next Saturday. Till next time, fellas, peace out.